This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, May 4th, 2022. May the 4th be with you all. I'm Tanner Lee, back this week, joined like I always am with my co-host, Paul Zartman. And big thanks to Austin Shepard for filling in for me last week. Great job, Paul, last week holding down the fort. Really enjoyed listening to you guys. Yeah, uh, Austin definitely thinks he's got a shot at this gold around my shoulder, and uh, it ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, that's what you think. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, that, tock. That's an app. You don't want to get on that app. It'll it'll consume your soul. That's very true. I will not. <laughs> but uh, but uh, time's ticking. Uh, enjoy that belt while you can for a couple more weeks because... Uh, a couple more months. It's going out of your possession for a long time. Nah. Long time. But uh nope. Paul, Paul, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Tanner. Uh I think I'm gonna try to schedule my vacation now. I mean, you've taken a couple of these things and for the most part I've been here. Uh so I, I think I'm due for one now. Hey. But but it's gotta wait a while because the champ's here every week. Ah, well, see, I'm I'm glad you're bringing that up because you know, I see that KOP title over your shoulder. You remind me of Ricky Starks with the FTW Championship. Oh. Hey, you know what? You had a shot at this title. Um, it, it was off podcast, but you had a shot at this title. I was willing to put it on the line for a Yankees-Guardians uh, game, which you would have won if yeah, you would have taken yeah. the, the challenge. So yeah. I, I offered a huge decline. So. That is true. That is true. So, all right, you're a little better than Ricky Starks is when it comes to title defenses. Yeah, yeah. I'll Plus, let's that. not forget I put it up on a rampage, too. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And uh, Adam Cole let me down. So, um, all right, fair enough, fair enough. But looking forward to the, looking forward to the double or nothing preview show we'll be doing here in a couple weeks uh, with you, myself, and Austin, and uh, doing a triple threat of predictions to see who can walk away victorious after double or nothing. So, yeah. And, uh, speaking of double or nothing, the show tonight on Dynamite, uh, we're definitely starting to see uh, what storylines are going into double or nothing. We got a, another match confirmed tonight that we'll be talking about. Uh, the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament on the men's side, at least the bracket is now complete. Well, we have one mystery uh, Joker opponent for Samoa Joe, which we'll be talking about. But uh, the rest of the matchups are set, so that's exciting. Uh, exciting show tonight. Yeah, and, you know, this had um, – it, it confused me because they switched the hard camera side tonight which kind of threw me off so i had to adjust how i was thinking everything because commentary was on the opposite side hard cameras on the opposite side and i don't know how he does it but green shirt guy was there again tonight which made it feel like an even bigger show because he normally doesn't go to weekly shows it's normally only pay-per-views you're right he was there i'm glad you brought that up because i was going to bring that up and uh, and he always knows the hard camera sites somehow right away tonight i i noticed the lighting back to the old lighting Yep. Tony Khan even even uh, pointed out on Twitter tonight in response to a fan from a few months ago uh, suggesting he needed to go back to the old lighting. And I've been saying that for a long time, and it looked so much better tonight. It did. It looked great tonight. Felt like a big show. Yep. Um, Crowd was didn't, hot. 
Yeah, it didn't exactly feel like a dynamite, which is always a good thing, in my opinion. Right. Crowd was hot for the majority of the show. I'll get into that here in a little bit. But yeah. uh, before we dive into that, we uh, want to do do a little promotion here. We got a we're gonna have a fun crossover podcast episode next month when we get close to the Forbidden Door event, and that is with Mike Cook, aka Mike Thunder, from the Mike World Order podcast he goes live on twitch every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time mike's a huge pro wrestling fan watches a little bit of everything but really really loves japanese pro wrestling so new japan and even the older stuff so i thought what a perfect guest to have on to kind of cover the new japan side of the matchups as we're going into the forbidden door next month yeah, um, got to familiarize myself with some of those names, as you have said you have to as well. So bringing on somebody who's going to know those names is going to be great. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a fun time to be a pro wrestling fan, like like it has been the last few years, of course. It just keeps getting better and better, and especially being an all-elite wrestling fan right now. I mean, uh, got double or nothing coming up, then the Forbidden Door, and the wheels just keep on rolling. Yeah, yeah. But tonight's AEW Dynamite came from Baltimore, Maryland, and we kicked off the show in a big way with the Owen Hart Cup qualifier between Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish. Fun matchup. I thought it was a fun way to start off the show. Jeff Hardy was ultimately victorious after hitting a swanton on Bobby Fish, but a good back-and-forth matchup that saw Bobby Fish get a good amount of offense then. Yeah, um... I wasn't really sure. I mean, I didn't see Jeff losing in his first singles match in AEW, uh, but the way they were trying to build the undisputed elite, I thought it as a possibility. So I was uh, really unsure of how this match was going to go, which is the type of matches I always enjoy. Yeah, I figured Jeff was going to win just being the bigger name. And like you mentioned, his first singles match in AEW, I didn't think they would have him lose that. But you are all, all already had two members of the um, undisputed elite with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly advancing through the qualifiers into the tournament. So I thought, eh, maybe they will put all three in. But uh, at the end of the day, I think they made the right decision, especially when we found out that he'll be facing Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be... Makeup versus makeup. I think that's what this match needs to be on the side there. Well, it's a matchup that I think uh, we've all been wanting since Jeff became All Elite. I mean, the comparisons. Everybody compares Darby to a young Jeff Hardy. And Darby's even, you know, been on record saying he grew up idolizing Jeff Hardy. So it's going to be a fun match. Um, I think Darby will get over in that one. I do, too. I do, too. I'll, I'll second you on that one. Um, but you know, Austin, uh, Shepard brought up a good point last week on the podcast and even tonight during the show, um, Jeff's changed up that Swanton bomb a little bit. He, uh, lands flatter on him. He used to kind of just roll over and now it looks like he's just landing flat on them. So I don't know if that's because his body can't handle it anymore or if he's trying to change up the move a little bit, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and there's some moves. Jeff def- definitely doesn't hit as well now in his old age as he used to. Um, still takes some crazy bumps. That Falcon Arrow off the top rope tonight from Bobby Fish, that would hurt my back just watching. Um, but I, I did love the, Jeff's outfit tonight, pink. I think that was in honor of Owen. Um, yep. So uh, pretty pretty neat. And Jeff, Jeff faced Owen young in his career when he was pretty much a jobber. Um, yeah. He faced Owen, so uh, – very cool to see him in this in this tournament and a good way to kick off Dynamite tonight. And then the Young Bucks came out um, teasing that potential matchup that I think we're going to get, I would say, a double or nothing. The Young Bucks Hardys. I think it'll be a double or nothing. Yeah, I mean, we're getting close. I just, there's so much talent, loaded talent roster. I'm trying to figure out who's going to fit where on this card. And there's going to be some good talent that's not on the card, but got to think the Hardys and the Unbucks could be on there somewhere. Uh, see, I wasn't sure if we'd get it there or if they try to prolong it a little bit and uh, hit us at no, uh, all out with it. Yeah, I think it has helped that they've been kind of building on it on BTE. Yeah. So maybe that's how they can fast track it a little bit, but uh you know, it, I, commentary and everybody was calling it a match they'd love to see, a dream match. Well, we've seen this match before, but it was years ago in ROH. 
in, in the latter wars, which was a phenomenal match before the night before the Hardys debuted, uh, re-debuted, uh, returned, I should say, in WWE at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. So, uh, yeah, I mean, run it back while you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because eventually those guys are going to be uh, done wrestling. Yep. So. yep. We then saw a video package uh, with William Regal that aired on social media yesterday, and it was about the Blackpool Combat Club. I thought it was one of the better things AEW's done video production-wise. I mean, they always do a good job, but this one was this grand this slam, was in epic. my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, we got them in a trios matchup next against the Butcher, the Blade, and in Helico. Glad, uh, glad to see him back on Dynamite. You know, his one half Jack of Evans th two isn't isn't on the roster anymore. Isn't with the company, but he still is. So, I guess it's uh, part of the AFO. Even though I don't think that was brought up at all tonight, but uh, no, it was not. It was just addressed as a trios, and they addressed them: uh, the Butcher and the Blade, and and Helico. Physical match, though, and at the end, uh, we saw the BCC um, all begin stomping away on their opponents, each in different locks and submission holds, and uh, and Helico eventually tapped out to Brian Danielson. And uh, our Twitter was blowing up because I, I asked the question, how great is the Blackpool Combat Club? And everybody seems to say it's either their favorite thing in, in AEW, favorite thing in pro wrestling, one of their favorite things, the best faction going. And it's hard to disagree with a lot of that. I, I would say they are my second favorite thing in AEW right now behind Wardlow. Okay. Yeah, I can, uh, I can agree with that. Um, and of course, you know, the way that these guys have already grown together, you had three singles competitors. Cause I mean, really Wheeler Yuta was only used in the best friends when they needed uh, somebody to take a pin. Um, otherwise it was always in singles competition. And now you've got three singles competitors in a trio in an unstoppable trio. So where, and I think you and Austin discussed this last week, if I remember correctly, but where do you see these guys as far as the double or nothing card? I think we need to find some way to get them on there. Um, you, you have to, I mean, it's, yeah. it's two of your bigger name. I mean, two of the top five names I'd say in AEW and then a rising star. Um, yep. Maybe, maybe you do a trios match against the best fringe. I don't, I don't know how, Orange's shoulders doing, but Trent and Chuck are healthy. Yeah, and you know, um, I think it was, I think we kind of hit it on it last week, where uh, even if you've just got somebody ringside, you know, if it's a tag team and Yuta's ringside, or Danielson or Moxley or somebody's ringside, I think it'll still work. It gets these three guys out there, it gets them on a pay-per-view, and it gets them in front of the crowd. Exactly. I mean, you have to, yeah, you have to, um, they'll be on the card. It's just, there's, even though we found out a lot of directions they're heading towards double or nothing, there's still some other ones that I'm kind of scratching my head right now thinking, okay, where are they going to fit in the puzzle? Yep. But I think, uh, I don't know. I kind of just talked myself into the trios match because the best friends. I kind of like that. <laughs> All right. I I'd be for it. Backstage, we see uh, Jungle Boy tell Ricky starts that he wants a shot at the FTW Championship before he gives he, he and Powerhouse Hobbs a shot at the AW Tag Titles, and Ricky Starks accepts. So glad Christian Cage called him out for not being a uh, defending champion because it seems like forever since we've seen Starks defend that thing. See, I'm better than Starks because I'll defend anywhere, anytime. Yeah, and you're not wearing any cheap fake sunglasses. Uh, no, not now. I was earlier today. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That, that's going to be a fun match next week on Dynamite. Who do you think comes out of that one victorious? Oh, um, Starks will somehow retain. Okay. So I don't yeah, see. I want to, I want to say Jungle Boy gets a, his first individual title in AEW, but I would rather see that be in the TNT title eventually instead of the FTW because I just don't value the FTW title. Not the no, way they've it, uh, handled it. It's the Team Taz title. That's yeah. really all it is. So it's always going to be on somebody in Team Taz. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. But in, in, I mean, Jurassic Express, I mean, I know we're still a couple weeks away, but who are they going to be defending the titles against that double or nothing? Starks and Hobbs. Very well could be. That would make sense. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting tired of seeing Luchasaurus come on TV every angle. Like, Fun. All right. <clears throat> all right. We we, we get it. I, I yeah. like him in the ring, but I just I'm over it outside the ring. I don't know. I mean, let's go back to the, you know, double master's degree guy who could teach you anything and everything. Why yeah. why is he out there going, fun? Yeah. Like like give him something. Yeah. I don't know. It was that it all goes back to that he lost his tail bit on BTE. After that, his on TV stuff just went downhill. I, I really think after they lose the tag titles, and maybe it's not like right after, but in the next, I don't know, following six months after that, I could see them splitting up. Yeah, they need to. I mean, because Jungle Boy's got to get that push. I think Luchasaurus could do fine as a singles competitor. And of course, Marco's not in the company anymore. Um, some people are more upset about that than others. Yep, Tanner, we all know you're so heartbroken. You cried for days I, over I, that news. I do feel bad for him how it all went down. He sustained that concussion back in October and then was kind of ghosted. I don't think AEW handled that or Joey Janela's situation very well. Um, but I'm not. I mean, <laughs> you can't keep everybody. So, Yeah. Yeah. Next up on the show, uh, we saw Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. They're shown, and they tell Hobbs that uh, he will swerve in their glory. Yeah, which so maybe we're going to get a tag team of Starks and Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. The thing I with mean, the Team Taz storylines, they drag out forever. Yeah, it's going to be another six months before that one's put the rest, and it'll be every week on Rampage. Yeah, probably. Or Dark or Elevation. Probably. We then see Warlow versus MJF's uh, surprise opponent. Uh, Warlow makes his way out. No music, no nothing. Tons of security guards. But the crowd's chanting Warlow, kind of like they used to for a guy named Bill Goldberg back in the mm -hmm. day. Still do, I guess, time to time yeah. when he comes back and cashes in his payday in Saudi and whatnot. Um, <laughs> and gets a title for no reason. Yes. Uh, but MJF makes his way out to the ring, says he'd be a, a lying piece of shit if he said he was happy to be here. He's not staying out here because he can't stand looking at these disgusting pigs. He tells Warlow he should be scared of who he's about to face, William Morrissey, a.k.a. Big Cass. And William looks like a million bucks, Paul. Dude, he did not look like Big Cass when he walked out there. I mean, um, my wife watches with watches wrestling with me a lot, and she remembers Big Cass, and she was like, "That's not the same guy." I said, "I it is, but it's not." He's clean uh, now. Yeah, he's toned up. He's in a lot better shape. A lot better shape. A lot look, better mind frame. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was awesome to see him on AEW television. And he is with Impact right now, but I think his contract's about to expire. If okay. I if I read or heard that correctly. I think Sean Ross Saba Fightful said that on a podcast, if I'm not mistaken. But at the end of the match, we saw Warlow uh, get set up on the top turnbuckle, but he fought his way out of it, only to hit a moonsault, which was unbelievable, uh, taking Morrissey down. Then he hits a huge powerbomb to get the victory. Only took one. After the match, Warlow attacks all the security members that MJF sending his way. The crowd just keeps getting louder and louder. This guy is so over. He clears them all out. He then tells MJF he isn't going to stop until he gets his hands on him. And when till uh, MJF releases him from his contract, MJF tells everybody to settle down. He asks Wardlow how it sounds about them having a match. MJF hypes up the crowd, then says, Wardlow, you're on, but he's got to give him a set of conditions and a contract signing that will be happening in the most magical place on earth, Long Island, New York, next week. Yeah. Yeah, at least he's not calling himself the Long Island Iced Z, so we're good there. True. <laughs> <laughs> he will, he'll get his big reaction next week in his hometown like he did last time. but uh, It was still 50-50. Yeah, but Wardlow, uh, I mean, the guy's so over. They've done such a good job building him. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. Um, Morrissey came out looking great in that match. It didn't hurt him any to take no. that loss. And his reaction, his interaction with the crowd was great. You know, commentary mentioned 
is he looking at this as a payday or a job interview? So, right. I mean, and really he was because if his contract is coming up in impact, maybe Tony Khan's thinking, you know what? We need a couple bigger guys. Maybe oh, I'll great. just uh, yeah. give him a contract. He'd be a legit big guy could fit in with AW and ROH. But hey, you know what? That crowd was great. Yep. The we want Enzo, no, we don't chance. Yes. Yeah, I would say it was probably like a fourth say we want Enzo and a three fourths, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. And I'm then personally his, a guy his, who does not, I do not want Enzo more. I do not AW. want Enzo. No, no, nope. No, I, I, just, I liked uh, how Morrissey kind of did the little dance there and was like, uh uh-uh, uh, this is my time now. Yep. Yep. So they had their run, but uh, it is his time. Backstage, we saw Britt Baker. DMD and Jamie Hader with Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Ruby says if she listens to them any longer and they can't wait to get, she can't listen to them any longer and she can't wait to get their hands on them both this Friday. So we got a tag match, Britt and Jamie versus Ruby and Tony set up for Friday night. Yeah, I'm interested in this one. Um, This is going to showcase Tony Storm again. Uh, You know, I'm going to go ahead and make this prediction and it's probably going to shock you, but at the same time, it probably won't. I say Britt and Jamie are going to win this and Ruby's going to eat the pin. Yeah, that I, I could see that. Um, you know, we already have Tony and Jamie. They're going to be lined up in the quarterfinals of the Owen. That's already been revealed. So yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Special start time this Friday night in Rampage. 5.30 Eastern time. I don't think that's going to do good rating. Uh, not on a Friday night. No, but uh, it's playoffs, NBA playoffs. So TNT's doing to Rampage what it did to Dynamite last year. So thank goodness with Dynamite on TBS now, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, I will not be watching live as I will be on my no. way to Warsaw at that time. I will not be watching live either, so... Which I, I rarely watch Rampage Live, to be honest. I find myself watching it the next day more times than not anymore. So even when it's on its normal time slot 10, I'm usually not watching that live. No. I've only got one thing to say about Rampage from last week, and that's Hookhausen. Yes. That's all I've got. Yep. Yep, the team we didn't know we needed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam Hangman Page then comes out next to a big pop. Good to see Hangman back and recovered from his stint with COVID. He said it would be easy for him to see how much he respects CM Punk, but he says a double or nothing, there won't be a handshake, there won't be a Bret Hart tribute match. He's going to destroy CM Punk. He tells a fan wearing CM Punk's shirt that he'll be asking for a refund on, a refund on his Punk shirt after he loses. That is, unless he goes ahead and just burns it. Uh, Paige hates to be the bear of bad news, but since Punk isn't here tonight, if he was the better man, he guessed Punk is filming a TV show once again. He <laughs> says he'll embarrass Punk and he's got a fight, and it will be the fight of Punk's life. Hangman coming off as the heel in this program, and I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I would say he's coming off as like the babyface ace of the company, though, not really a heel. It's more of it's more of this title means so much to him, he will dig down into depths he's never dug before to keep it. All right. That's, that's right. kind of how I'm viewing it, but All we'll, right. see. we'll see. Um, cause, cause yeah, I don't think they want to turn either guy heel just yet, even though both of them were more than capable of doing it. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a fun main event. I thought it was a good promo by punk last week, a good uh, promo by page this week. Cause you know, they had to make some last minute rewise, re 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 rewrites and adjustments last week with page having COVID. Um, so I'm hoping we see these two get a little physical, though, before double or nothing. Well, uh, I'm on this predictions kick here. So I'll say next week uh, Punk will win his match, and then he'll cut a promo. He'll call Hangman out, and the two will kind of face off in a little bit of a promo in the ring after the match. You're probably right. Last time we were in Long Island, we got a big big promo between MJF and Punk. So we then see Sanjay Dutt backstage asking where the red carpet was for him, Satnam Seam or Jay Lethal. Jay then calls out uh, Kanazuki Takashida, I believe is how you pronounce his name, who he'll be facing on Rampage. Uh, he came over last year in the uh, the House Always Wins event, I think it was called. 
that they did that live event and and, and that Daly's place last year on that Friday, the Point House show, AW. Oh, yeah. And then he's also been on Dark lately too. So he is back in the states. Really impressive young talent. So that'll be a fun match between him him and Lethal on Friday. Yes, it will. Up next, uh, kind of a grudge match between Santana and Chris Jericho. Um, this was one match I just couldn't really get into tonight. It kind of was flat for me. Kill the Judas music. If you're going to be heel, you cannot have the fans singing along every single week. I do like how they update the voiceover every week. But, well, yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, don't, I don't see them killing it. I think they would have done it by now. I, I don't think it's the right move, but no, they need something else. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the match, we see uh, Santana get distracted by the JAS on the who's on the ring apron that allows Jericho to hit a low blow and then a juice effect for the win. After the yes. match, the JAS ends up laying out Santana and Ortiz with a five on two attack. No Eddie Kingston this week as he got a fireball to the face last week. Yeah, so he's uh, recovering. Yes. Those eyebrows, you know. Yes. They just yes. burn them right off. He said he wanted to trim them. Instead, they burn them off, I guess, you know. When you can't trim them, you burn them, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, it's. Uh, I mean, this match was fine. I just thought I, I had a little higher expectations for it, I guess. And I don't think it delivered for me. You call it a grudge match. I expected color from somebody. Yeah. And I'm sure Santana would have taken it with no problem. Right. So. Right. So, I mean, we're definitely going to get some sort of match. I still think it's like a five-on-five type match, double or nothing, and Santana Ortiz and Eddie find two partners. I could be wrong, but I think that's where it's going. And then they don't announce it ahead of time. So, you know, Jericho's on the mic ahead of the match going, ah, you realize this is five-on-three. This isn't fair. You guys are going to lose. We've put that hit out on you, and we're going to cash in tonight. And at that point, you got the two guys to come down, and uh, Eddie cuts an Eddie promo saying, you know, nah, look, we're smarter than you. We found two guys, but we didn't tell you ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, they could do a trios match, but I I feel like we've been there, done that already with this feud. So, yep. We will see. Yep. After that, we see Samoa Joe backstage. He tells Jay Lethal that he is coming for him this Friday. And that weird little smirk that only Samoa Joe can do, where it's like, I'm trying to be mean, but going to crack a little bit of a smile anyway. He's still a scary, scary man. Yeah. We then see the acclaim. They're shown writing raps, but the gun club arrives with gifts. It's a pair of scissors for each of them. And Billy Gunn then tells them to stick it in there. And they hit the classic scissor pose. Yeah. <laughs> not not a lot of comments? Um, No. <laughs> Billy Gunn's uh, having fun, though. Billy Gunn's having fun. That's what matters. Um, but yeah, there, there's no um, suitable for work comments that I can make about this promo. So, <laughs> did you happen to see Caster's rap this week on Dark? I did not. Go to his Instagram and check it out. He faced um, uh, Jay Wow from the Jer- Jersey Shore. Her okay. either boyfriend, fiance, or husband. I'm not sure. He faced him. So a lot of his raps had to do with her. In Jersey Shore, it was, it was pretty good, pretty good. Jersey stuff. Shore, the yeah. Jersey Shore. Come on down to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. So. We then uh, see the Varsity Blondes call out the House of Black, which is just a death sentence. Why would you and, do that? And before we get into this, I think Excalibur had a brain fart here because you you've got the camera guys introing uh, Jonathan or showing Jonathan there with his name played up as Excalibur's going, uh, Brian Pillman had these words for house of black earlier. And then we're live in the rink and Brian stands there for, you know, 10 seconds before he says anything. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. They, they showed John Harbaugh twice and referred to it <laughs> two or three times a night that he was uh, Brian Pillman seniors roommate at Miami, Ohio, where they played football together. It's like, okay, yeah. he told us three times. Um, I thought maybe House of Black was going to attack him or something, which would have been kind of cool. 
Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. You know, they were just going to pop up behind him in the middle of the promo or something and just drop him. So I like when they do that stuff, get celebrities or, or sports figures and athletes to participate like that. I'll never forget. I think it was the 03 Survivor Series in Dallas. Randy Orton RKO'd Dallas Maverick owner Mark Cuban. I just, that always stuck with me. I thought that was so cool that Cuban was such a good sport about it and, and wanted to do that. So, But sometimes you got to be careful with your celebrities because you might end up with a world champion celebrity that nobody ever saw coming, David Arquette. Well, yeah, that's another <laughs> issue. That's, uh, yeah, we could talk, we could do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> There's been plenty of podcasts done on that, but we could do a podcast oh, on yeah. that. But uh, Pillman Jr., Brian Pillman Jr., standing in the ring, claiming he is a humbled young man. He's humbled by their encounter with the House of Black many months ago as that positioned the mind uh, as that poisoned the mind of Julia Hart. He says everything they have ever fought for has been turned against them over recent times. Pillman Jr. says he's not, he's got comfortable. The group lost their enthusiasm, which is when the house of black drove them apart. But instead now it's a new day and he feels enthusiastic about keeping the group together and tells them to fight. The trio make their way down to the ring, the house of black that is rather than having a match. They just lay out the tag team, which it wasn't a match. It was just, they called him out. Yeah, it was um, a segment. We saw Malachi stare down uh, Julia Hart in the corner. Buddy Matthews then brought her across the ring. Brody King gave her a chair. This is after uh, they hit a few moves on the on the varsity bonds. She goes to hit uh, Griff Garrison. I almost called him the other Pillman. Griff Garrison with it, <laughs> but she decides she couldn't use it. So Alistair Black uh, uh, ripped away the eye, eye patch and screamed at her. The trio then talked trash her until a death triangle appeared and they chase off the House of Black. This was Malachi Black. I called him Alistair Black, didn't I? Uh, yes. Yeah, but you could have called Griff Tall Jungle Boy and everybody still would have known who you were referring to. So uh, yeah. who's Griff Garrison again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, this, this segment, I don't know. It... Brian didn't seem comfortable on the microphone. He stumbled a lot. He tried His to get ahead of himself. Aren't very good. I hate to say it. Griff was patting him on the back and boosted him up at the wrong times. Um, I mean, and, I, I'm and Julia. I'm intrigued by the Julia spot. I mean, we've been talking about this for weeks, and they finally kind of did something with it. Um, but then you know the Death Triangle stuff. I'm like, we've seen this. I'm like, can't we get the House of Black and something different? I mean, I feel like Malachi needs been being a bigger story. I mean, Buddy Matthews, can't we get a singles match out of him or something? I don't know. I want to see these guys in matches. Yes. And I just don't feel like we're getting them. See, here, here was my takeaway from that. Okay. If you watch last week's Dynamite, the Black wasn't as far down on Julia. It was a lot further down tonight than it has been right. the entire time since it right. happened. Right. Again, she's in all black under the varsity blondes jacket. Right. We say we're going backstage, then we don't go backstage, then we eventually finally do go backstage. We come back, Ray Phoenix is standing in the ring with Death Triangle, and Julia starts to look like she's angry. She went from crying up against the ropes to angry while we were backstage. And nobody caught that, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's, you know, if, if they're smart with their storytelling here, you know, she couldn't go through with the chair shot against Griff. It's kind of like she's in between a place of light and a place of dark, like good and bad. Yep. And, and if they're, I would love to see, like, her kind of do two different characters. Yeah, I'm but, okay with that. But we'll see. I think they could go in a lot of different directions with it. Um, yeah. Or just let it slowly take over. Start having her do stuff. You're right. You know, where like post match, the varsity blondes lose. She goes to attack one of them, and then like something happens and she stops. Right. And kind of switches from right. that uh, to I'm so sorry. You know, we'll, we'll we'll get them next time, guys. Let's go. Right. Right. I mean, kind of could kind of do what WWE was doing with Alexa Bliss. For a little while, yeah. I mean, don't copycat it, but you can take right. variations of it. So, 
We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yep. But I just kind of want to see the House of Black more of a big feud. I mean, I know Penta, Ray Phoenix, and Pac, they're great wrestlers. I mean, they're big-time stars, but I'm like, we've seen this. And they just keep dragging certain things out. But. So, okay, let me ask you this before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, they're moving up the rankings in the tag team division. Who do you want to see as the tag team? Do you want to see Buddy and Black, uh, Buddy and King, Black and King? I think uh, I think uh, Malachi and Brody make the most sense because they're powerhouses and they have that history of being a tag team. But I don't think you could go wrong with a combination of any of them. Okay. I think Malachi's too big of a star not to have gold on if he's part of the group. If he wants gold, that is. True, true. Hey, I mean, he told you he wanted it. Yeah, but he said that was never his. Of course he wants it, but that's not what he's there for. Right, right. So. so. <laughs> well, like, like, let's, let me, let me ask you this. You know, we're in May. Here in two months will be July. It'll be a year since Malachi debuted. What do you think of his overall run so far? I knew this was coming at some point. Unfortunately, it's not lived up to what I thought it was going to be. I figured, you know, he'd be in. Obviously, he can't be in a main event story every single time. You can't go from one main event story to the next. But this has been, I mean, I know building the House of Black I knew that was never going to be a, oh, here I am by myself. Boom. Here's a whole group of people. We're going to slowly add people to that, build that faction up. But I thought he'd have some type of gold on him by now, whether it was the TNT or tag titles or even the world heavyweight. Well, and that was the problem coming in doing a program highway with Cody. It was one of the main things on the show. He beats him, what, two or three times, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then it just kind of, Whatever he went from there just kind of was a step down. It was, so, yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, I still, I mean, yeah, I still think they're using him better than they've used Andrade, though. Andrade is the one that's really disappointing. Oh, absolutely. Me, absolutely. Him. There's no excuse why he hasn't touched the championship yet. Unless there's something going on backstage that we don't know about. Right. You know, maybe he doesn't want a championship right now. Um, We've well, and, seen, and it's just part of stacking the roster. Unfortunately, they have it so stacked. Not everybody's going to be pushed like they should be, and it's right. it's something they got to figure out. They're still a young company, but that's why we're seeing some of these contracts come up after three years and letting some guys go. Stu Grayson, great talent, sounds like the company wanted to keep him around, but they haven't been able to come to terms. So, looks like he's gone, uh, at least for now. So, who's Anna Jay going to throw around now? Well, when's the last time we've seen her do anything on Dynamite? Well, she's been on Dark and Elevation a lot. I know, I know. But, I mean, I feel like... I mean, the whole Dark Order is just not there anymore. They're on Dark. Uh, The Dark Order's on Dark. And, And, you know, I know they really came into the light, so to speak, due to the unfortunate sudden death of, of Brody Lee. Yeah, and that's kind of where they got their popularity after that. But it just feels like it's kind of wore off. Yeah. Now, I will say I've been a fan of the Dark Order since, you know, they came in apart from um, Alan Angels's bad punches on Dustin Rhodes. Other than that, I've always enjoyed the Dark Order. So to see them not be having anything going on and then losing Stu, who was Evil Uno's partner makes me wonder is uno next i mean i know he's kind of got some security with the AEW games right. stuff that he's doing now right. but do they pull his wrestling contract from him let him focus backstage do that and that's it it's all good question i'm we're gonna see more and more guys start dropping off the roster and some leaving for different companies when their contract comes up because we're into that three-year threshold now yep so and you yep. just can't keep everybody. Unfortunately, he can't. No, part of even though even though he's got four different shows, it's still hard to showcase all those talents, especially when you've got two that are on YouTube. Yep. And, and you know, to make payroll, you can't keep everybody either. So exactly. Well, yep. it is Tony Khan. He probably could. Yeah, but, I mean, he, you know. yeah, he and his family are billionaires. But anyways. 
Uh, we did see Mark Sterling uh, says they have kept the celebrating going since defeating the, defending the um, TBS title. He then p- puts over the their trios match and the fact that Red Velvet is in the Owen Hart Cup. The they, the group then says uh, they will be keeping that going. Yeah. So. so is that a shot at we're going for the women's title next? Probably. I mean, the only one you can put it on is Jade. No, yeah, of absolutely. that trio, and because um, I think Thunder Rosa will successfully defend it against Serena Deeb at double or nothing. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no way she's losing that one. I think that'll be a good match, and we'll get into we'll get into the the promo here in a little bit. Yep. Um, next was my favorite match of the night, the one I was looking most forward to, and so were a lot of our Twitter followers. That was Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin and the Owen Hart Cup qualifier. If you like high-flying matches, this is the match for you. I felt like I was back in the 1990s watching the WCW Cruiserweights. Yes. Yes. And I loved it. Uh, at the very end of the match, Dante hit a poison Rana, but he missed with the nosedive. Phoenix then dropped him down uh in a brain buster type move for a victory after what was a great match. A lot of high flying spots, a lot of uh, holy crap spots. Um, I mean, Phoenix has been a tremendous performer for the last seven years or so. Dante Martin's got such a bright future for him. And, and uh, hopefully this is one of the last big time matches we see him lose in a, for a while. Cause I'm ready to see him get some W's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we had him come out um, again. Unfortunately, his brother is on the injured list. Um, the good news is the ACL is in perfect condition. <laughs> I saw that yeah. tweet. Um, actually, I think you sent that to me. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, I'm not, it was one of those reports. Fightful came out and said he was injured, and then he said something else on Twitter. Um. So I think I think he is injured, but a lot of people speculate it was a knee, and I'm not so sure. I don't think it was the knee. So well, he commented uh, in the picture that I saw that he was truly injured. Okay, um, but it wasn't the ACL. Okay, he said he said what it actually was. There, I think he might have mentioned surgery. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember the tweet exactly, but he said the good news is my ACL looks great. <laughs> I'll go see if I can find it. Yeah. Uh, and while you do that, I'll talk a little bit about this match. Um, my thoughts on it. I wasn't sure. I know Ray's the bigger name here, so obviously you're going to have Ray go over. But I was really hoping that we would see Dante go over in this one uh, because he gets the short end of the stick a lot. You know, he gets right back into the tag team picture. They start moving up the rankings quickly. Brother goes back out on injury. Um, he he gets a lot of shots at things, but never wins them and of course like you and i have both said he's got such a bright future ahead of him it's gonna happen but i just wish it was sooner rather than later so it looks like he has bandages on his arm his neck is in a neck brace and he's got a cast on his left forearm and he said they told me that my acl itself looks great though with a smiley face yeah it looks he's all sort of beat up yeah who knows what happened but I, I was I was in the same position as you, Paul. I figured Ray Phoenix would win this match, being his first return match, uh, first match he's had since that nasty bump he took back in January, where I thought for sure he fractured his arm. Um, but it was just a fun match to watch. I knew it was going to be the show stealing match, um, and it delivered yep. big time. Ray, uh, right after the pin, uh, Ray leans over, kind of well, rolls over on him, and talked to him for a couple minutes, made sure he was good before he got up to celebrate and then celebrated with him afterwards, you know, lifted him up as he was telling him great job, you know, great sportsmanship between these two. I'd like to see these two work again together in the future. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. It's uh lost my lost my train of thought there but, <laughs> oh, here. but this is what i love about AEW. you know we got a match like this this week that was a classic in my opinion it was all high flying last week we got an absolute classic between dax harwood catch wheeler that was not a high flying match even though they had some high spots um, yeah but that's what i love i mean different styles there's there's something for everybody in AEW. no matter what kind of style of wrestling you like and what appeals to you you can find it 
Yes, absolutely. We then see uh, Thunder Rosa come out, women's champion Thunder Rosa, and she calls out number one contender Serena Deeb. They have a little uh, war of words. Uh, Serena Deeb pretty much tells Thunder Rosa that she's going to have the shortest reign in the AEW history because of double or nothing, she's taking the title. Um, besides that, I thought Serena's mic work tonight was a little choppy. Yeah, and that that shiner, she, they oh, tried yeah. to hide that shiner, but uh, it, it's it's there. It's no not hiding, going hiding that. She caught a nope. stiff shot from Kirishita last week. Yeah, an accidental shot at that if you go back and watch yes. it. Yes, yeah, so I see so. Sheeta's got a new look with her hair now. She yes. debuted this week. Yep. We then get the uh, main event for the undisputed ROH Women's World Championship. Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo making her AEW debut. She's one that's definitely kicked down the forbidden door and been in promotions all over the place. Reign of Honor, Impact, NWA. Yep. Uh, this was a, a good match. These two really have a lot of chemistry together. Unfortunately, the crowd never really seemed to be into it. I think the crowd kind of died with uh, the promo between Rosa and, and uh, Deeb before that, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, the crowd was hot all night up until that point. And it just kind of kind of faded away. But uh, in the end, we see our uh, Mercedes Martinez get the win as she locked in a submission and made Deanna tap out. Yeah, this went right up to... The dragon oh, sleeper, I should say. Okay. This went right up to the very last moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost thought because they had mentioned that they were going to go over uh, if need be, and I thought we were going to see it. Yeah, but, I, thought, uh, I thought we might get a little run over. Yeah, even just if it was, you know, five minutes. So what? I'd have been okay with that. But uh, good match. I, I was surprised yeah. it only got 12 minutes or so. I thought I was going to get at least 15. But um, Deserved at least 20. I think they could have done more if it would have well, gone they 20. Had, they, they had good chemistry. Uh, Deanna Praz was so smooth in the ring. And, and I'm glad Mercedes went over um, because that's justifying that pickup, in my opinion. Yep. They're putting her in the spotlight. And I think that's the great thing about Tony buying ROH, which became official today. The sale became official today. So he's officially the owner of ROH today. Um, and his first ROH match is unifying the women's championship. Yeah. And, and look look at the title holders. You got Mercedes Martinez. You got Samoa Joe, which is exciting. You got Wheeler Yuta. You got FTR. And you got uh, Jonathan Gresham. Yep. Yep. Pretty good. Now, here's my question for you. It is officially official. ROH had a six-man. Is that how we're going to get our six-man tag team? That's interesting because he he, he said he was going to get a trios title in AW on one of the, I think it was on the uh, media call before Revolution. And he kind of said he wanted to get it when Kenny Omega comes back we don't know when that's going to be. Um, yeah. I'd almost like to see both companies have it. So would I. So would I. I mean, go ahead and just introduce it, because there's enough trios within AEW. Alone. Yeah, you can have two. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, you could have, even if they're both mainly on AEW, as we still work out the kinks with ROH as to right. uh, television deals. Um, yeah, if they get one. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be HBO Max. Yeah, or um, we'll see what happens with this—the merger of Discovery and and Warner. I mean, it's good good news. It sounds like AW won't be going anywhere because it sounds like That's they're going to be uh, adding yet another show to the TBS network wrestling show. It's a reality based show. Mm. Um, they're trying to come up with the title. I got the uh, survey yesterday. Okay. On email, and I filled it out, and then I saw Fightful Select and some others. I reported on it too. It it was basically a survey. It gave you like eight different title choices. Would you watch the show? Would you not? Blah blah blah. It was basically a show. They would follow the champion's journey from like one title defense to the next. Oh, okay. Kind of like a reality All show. Right. So kind of, it'll probably be shot similar to Roads that the Roads to the Top was. Yeah, but feature different people. So, I mean, I'd watch it. I don't, you know, I think it's probably more targeted at a niche niche audience. 
than overall, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's a good sign. I think I think Discover Discovery really likes reality TV. So <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know who runs more uh, reality TV shows, them or MTV. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, oh, but, but I uh, what are your overall thoughts on the show tonight? Who's your wrestler of the night in your overall grade? Um, you know, I got to go with an eight for this week. Um, I, I was starting to get closer and closer to that eight and a half, but the, the grudge match kind of pulled me back. The Rosa Deeb segment, Rosa was trying to feed off a of Deeb, but Deeb wasn't giving her anything. Um, yeah. So Even I'm going to go with an event, eight. I mean, the both ladies worked their tails off and worked well together, but the crowd just not being into the main event just kind of took the air out of it for me a little bit. You know, what I had almost liked to have seen is reverse those last two segments. Put the ROH Women's Championship match on. Have that end. Rosa comes out to congratulate her because obviously those two have worked together a lot. And then have Deeb come out and challenge her. Yeah. I I, th- I thought the I figured the ROH women's title would main event the show. I think that's definitely was the right spot for it. Oh, absolutely. It just it, just, it was hard to follow up to Dante and, and Ray. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um which but, I, I thought tonight really I thought that might start the show, but then right before the show saw Matt Hardy's tweet that gave it away that Jeff and Bobby Fish would be opening up the show, which yeah. made sense. You get the crowd hot for Jeff's entrance right away. Yep. Another good match to start the show as usual. I, I'm going to give it a seven tonight. Okay. I'm a little, little lower than you. I mean, I thought it was a solid show. It's just the last 20 minutes or so just kind of took the air out of it for me a little bit. Okay. All right. But I like that we're starting to mold some things together for double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we it's... are in the month of now. So. I know it's going to be a quick roads to or road to yep. double yep. or nothing wrestler of the night, Paul. I'm going with Ray Phoenix. Um, I thought he had a great showing tonight for his first match back. Um, and I loved the good sportsmanship between him and Dante there at the end of the match. You know, I was going to go with Ray. But uh, since you did that, I'm not going <laughs> to. I know. That's, that's why I agreed to go first. I would love to go with Wardlow with his win over Morrissey. But I go with Wardlow a lot, and I think I'll go with Wardlow a ton in the future. So I'm going <laughs> to go with a guy. I'm not sure how many more times I'll get to say this. I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Romero right. Hardy getting his win in his AW singles debut match tonight over Bobby Fish. Pretty good match to start off the night, and I'm really looking forward to him against Darby next week. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, let's go over the uh, bracket for the do it. Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament. We've got uh, Jeff Hardy taking on Darby Allen, Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. I think I think Darby gets the win. I think Adam Cole gets the win. Ray Phoenix, Kyle O'Reilly. That's a tough one. So if if Adam wins and Kyle wins, they face each other, right? Possibly, possibly. If if Adam beats Dax, then Adam will have to beat whoever wins between Jeff and Darby. Okay. And then he'll go on to the finals if Kyle can beat Ray and the winner of uh, Samoa Joe versus Joker. Man, we're gonna get some big time matchups. This is exciting. Um, yeah. I want to say Kyle O'Reilly gets the win, but I, I think Ray Phoenix gets the win over him. So. And. Who are you thinking for that could be the Joker? I got two guys that come to my mind. Cesaro or Claudio, I should say. Uh, three guys, three guys. Okay, two that would be making debuts in the company, one not. So Claudio or Cesaro, as you better know as. Johnny Gargano. Okay. Or returning Miro. Mm, okay. Because Miro's been, I think he was injured for a little bit, and then he's been filming some stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, he has. Miro Samoa Joe. My God. Oh man, that tear the house down. That would tear the house down. Um, Who do you think? (laughs) You know what? I can't top the three guys you named. So I'm I'm just gonna go with those three, and uh, 
any of those are going to be a great matchup. You know, he could pull somebody from New Japan and start he getting could. promotion going for the Forbidden Door. He could. But um, Somebody from ROH. Yeah. Yeah, talent we haven't seen yet. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think Joe's going to the finals. Unless uh, Cesaro shows up. Then, I, you know. I would love to see Dax Harwood make a huge run in singles just with his love and appreciation for Bret Hart. But I don't see him getting past Adam Cole. No, I, I really don't. Cole's too hot right now. I think, I think it would make sense if Cole got to the finals. Yes, yeah. I think no problem. On that side of the bracket, you've got Cole going to the finals. Yeah. But on the other side, man, I cannot. I mean, without knowing who the Joker is, it's hard to pick. Well, and Joe's already got a title. So I feel like yeah. they won't have him win at all. And with this feud with Lethal and Dutt and Singh, I feel like those guys are going to screw him over. Yeah, that's where I was going. Maybe it'll be like some little guy. You know, we listed off big guys. Well, uh, Gargano, but yeah. you got two big guys and one little guy there. Um, I think somehow it'll be some little guy making a debut that, oh, Joe's going to beat this guy, no problem. And then Lethal's going to cost him the match. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's I like the Joker aspect of it, though. Yeah. Because I I assume we're going to still get some sort of ladder match double or nothing with the Joker. Maybe we won't. Maybe this maybe this takes place a lot. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I think there's a lot of fun things. I, mean, I don't think we're going to get a stadium stampede match, but I still think we're going to get blood and guts and, a, and a, some sort of dynamite this year, this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's in St. Louis on like I think June fifteenth because Tony promised St. Louis something big next time they came to town because he felt so bad that Full Gear was supposed to be there originally and then it got relocated. So maybe they do that, but that's getting pretty close to the Forbidden Door. I don't know if they do those two events so closely. Yeah, and uh, doesn't sound like Kenny's ready to come back. So no, can't have Kenny return in St. Louis. No, no, I. Yeah, I think I think. I think it's gonna be a little while till we see uh, see mm-hmm. uh, the the best bout machine. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, he he's been in the news lately though with some video game stuff. Um, there's yeah, some more images released great. today. The images look great. Um, some of the reports were kind of concerning. I was seeing. Um, I think it was wrestling purist on Twitter was reporting some stuff that there's some friction between Kenny with Kenny and AW and Ukes who's creating the game because uh, Kenny, you know, Kenny knows they got to hit a home run with this thing. It's, oh, it's yeah. they have like what? $10 million wrapped up in it. It's taking a while. They want to make sure it's right. Cause this isn't going to be a yearly game. This no. is going to be a game that comes out. Then you have some DLCs to come with it. Um, I think the roster has got to be maxed out about 50. So there's going to be some talent that's joined the company recently. That probably won't be on the game. Um, and it sounds like there's been some things where, they were planning on having it in the game, and now they're a little over budget, so they're having to cut some stuff out of the game. That's kind of always yeah. concerning. But at the end of the day, I mean, yes, I want the game to look good. Don't get me wrong, but I want a fun pro wrestling game. Um, and I haven't, a I haven't played a wrestling game since, I don't know, 2K. I don't even know what number it was. 16, maybe 17. You know, this year's is the only one that I have. Uh, 2K22 is the only one I don't have or haven't okay. played. Um, but, yeah, you're really – I mean, I don't even get it for a whole lot of the gameplay. I get it for universe mode so that I can yeah, exactly. kind of act as the general manager, which 2K22 brought back. Um, right. But a lot of people are complaining about it being terrible. So, I uh, My favorite wrestling game ever was SmackDown Here Comes the Pain. With Brock Lesnar, oh. on the cover. I played that. I played the, I played the disc. I wore it out. <laughs> Let's just say that yeah. I, that was fun. You know, I I miss when like that or even on the Raw versus SmackDown games, like when you hit the finisher, and it was like a big time like move, or they do replays of it. Like I feel like they the wrestling games have got away from that. I I like I love the real realistic element, but I I want it to be fun. It's I still want it to be a video game at the end of the day. Well, you know, it, it's realistic until, you know, your your player's arm gets stuck in the ropes and bends and right. twists and 
right. comes out of your head instead. So right, right. So I think I'm excited. I'm definitely going to get the game when it comes yeah. out. Uh, as long as it's on a format or on a um, platform that I have, I'm sure they'll make it on quite a few platforms. I hope so. I hope so too. But uh, <laughs> it is uh, AEW Fight Forever. It looks like it's going to be the title. So yeah, excited, excited for it. You make a good, solid game. All you need is DLC and updates. You don't need uh, to release a yearly game at that right. point. Right. I mean, I, I'm a big-time Madden player, but it's and I understand why they have to do yearly ones, oh, yeah. even though they could do DLCs with uh, or just like import draft classes and stuff or rookie classes. But because year-to-year, year, there's not much changes within the game, even though I play it every year and I love playing it, but I'm like, yeah, this year's game is pretty similar to the previous year, you know, so. Yep. But I I, I have my trust in AEW, but I was a little concerned when I was reading that today, The some friction with AEW and Kenny uh, towards with, with Ukes, like the, the partnership, right. so. Right. And, you know, see, that's the other thing. They, they, they talk about wanting to have this good game, but they are up against WWE. They say right. they're not competing, but this is – this is one where they are competing because yes, yes, WWE releases games yearly. Right, they get better engines every year. AEW has to hit this out of the park. Yeah, there's too much money fail. invested, too much time, too many kind of hype and promises. And yep. this is a way to get new fans. You can get new yeah. fans if you got a good game. And I, to be honest, I didn't play that. The poker one, I know you did, or the first one they released. Uh, I heard that was just a major. A little bit. I heard it was a major flop. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, I did download the uh, GM manager, yeah. but I haven't played it in months. I, yeah, it 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 wasn't the best. No. Um, I've played worse games. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but... I have too. It's a fun concept, but yes. I mean, it's a, it's a mobile game. I don't play a lot of mobile games. Right. Um, but the console one is the one I've been licking my chops for since it was announced it was going to come out. You and me both. So, yep. 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 So, uh, final thoughts for tonight. Solid show. Um, I mean, I'm just ready for double or nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what the card's going to be. Then, then get after that, get to the forbidden door. I mean, it's just big show after big show. And even dynamites always feel big. That's the that's the thing I love about AW. Tony Khan does a good job giving us big matches. I mean, next week I'm already looking forward to Darby and Jeff. That's gonna be a fun one. So yep. um fun show. I mean not a perfect show by any means, but but a good show. Absolutely. I uh I agree with you hundred percent. I'm looking forward to double or nothing. Retaining my title. Uh it's gonna be a title that you're gonna pry out of my dead cold hands. It's let's just put it that way. You're gonna make me have to cut a vignette before this, uh, before Ooh. that episode. You know that, right? Well, uh, needless to say, I ran into Austin Shepard, who will be joining us in this triple threat match uh, as we were walking back from lunch today, and I, I made the gesture. He knows I've got the belt; it's mine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I've I heard the smack talk last week from both of you. I got I got mental notes. Don't think don't think we're uh, one ear. In, in one year, out the other. So I, uh, I got little it. little Tanner's gonna gonna blow us out of the water. Huh? Hey, Ray Mysterio did that WrestleMania twenty two. So little guys can get it done. All right. Well, see, it's a little different. We're not in the ring. You've got to oh, get yeah, things I, I, right. I mean, I, I I'm no cruiser right in the rain. I can't jump around like those guys. I'd be in trouble. So uh, no, I got I got I got a. I just have to put my faith in that you're not going to have a perfect card this time. Like you did at Revolution. <laughs> Don't bet on MJF there. I'll give you some advice. But the interesting thing is, you're. I would rather be in your position than Austin and I's position. Because <laughs> Austin and I are going to have to take a gamble on a match or two. Have yeah. to. Yeah, because if we end up guessing the same results with the same confidence points, on pretty much everything. I mean, even if we guess the exact same results, I retain the title. Right. So you got to take a chance. Champions uh, advantage here. Oh, yeah. I think it's champions advantage every single time. But that's what makes it fun. Because then if, if, if you aren't able to get it, then oh, now you got a good chance, chance to retain it for a while. So. Mm-hmm. 
If I can defend in a triple threat match, I'm golden. Well, and, and I'll say this right now. If I'm the winner at double or nothing, I'm putting it right back on the line at uh, Forbidden Door. So. And I'll accept your challenge. Yeah. And if I win, it's right back on the line yep. at Forbidden Door. Yep. Yep. Because uh, So quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. Quick turnaround instead of a little time off between double or nothing and all out. So. Yeah. Unlike Austin, who uh, is, is going to make me acknowledge him as champion at uh, Functified Wrestling Federation's match at the Moose Lodge in Rochester on uh, June 19th. Yep. So, well, no, I guess it would still be for before Forbidden Door, so. It would. It's close. It was right before it, so. Yep. yep. The KOP Predictions Championship might just have to show up at uh, that show one way or the other. Well, yeah. I mean, it could show up on uh, one of three of our shoulders, so. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, when we're talking since we're talking about the forbidden door a little bit, when we get closer to that date, we're gonna be doing a crossover podcast with Mike Cook, aka Mike Thunder of the MWO podcast. Yeah, and uh, of course this will still be sitting right here when we do that one. So I'll let oh. you I'll let you think that for now. So. Oh yeah, you know you know, Austin asked for no spoilers for tonight's episode, but uh, like I text back, spoiler alert, I'm retaining. We'll see. All I got, I'm telling you, tick tock, tick tock. And I'm not talking about the app. I'm not talking about carrying Cross's old theme. <laughs> I'm talking about just good old time, tick tocking away of that belt being on your shoulder. It's around my waist now. Now, what are you going to do? I'm going to tell you to wrap this up. That's what I'm going to tell you. To <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Don't forget to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Uh, be sure to listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be Apple Podcast, leave us that five-star review. We don't want to uh, be the number one wrestling podcast, but we'd like to move up a little bit well, Of more. course we do, but we just want to keep moving <laughs> up. Well, we, we, we want to... We want to get into the top 100, and then we'll talk about being number one. One step at a time. And uh, be sure to follow Tanner Lee, at Tanner Lee 92. Uh, Looks like he'll uh, be here for at least the next few Kicking Out podcasts with us. I'll be here a while. (laughs) And be sure to follow myself, at Paul Zartman 921, on all social media. Don't forget to check out our merch stores. You can catch those links in the bio on all of our social media. And with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.